Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. This week, Areti speaks to Bob Adamson. Sagadara said, be what you are, not what you are not. What am I and what am I not? Well, for a start off, you're not the body, nor are you the mind. You are that life essence, as they call it, awareness, consciousness, mindfulness, wakefulness, or the same intelligence energy that functions this universe, the one essence. So you say that. But often you've referred to it as no thing, and yet here we're talking about names of something, and when people think awareness, they think of something, because awareness is something. Is it? I don't know, is it? Well, have a look. Can you grasp awareness? Can you give it any shape? Give it any form, any size, any place? Just like space, it is no thing. It's not a pattern, no shape, no form, no centre, no circumference. So when I pause the thought, that's what you're referring to, that awareness that exists there and is always there. I mean, it's always there, even with thoughts. But for some reason, when I'm thinking, I think it's not there, but it's always there. Yeah, it's always there, yeah. Another term they use, they use a lot in Buddhism, is wakefulness. Wakefulness, it's just similar to awareness. You wake up in the morning and you're awake right now. Now, everything that's taken place since you've woken this morning has taken place what? In that wakefulness, hasn't it? But what is the wakefulness itself? And what have you got to do to get to that wakefulness? Nothing, it's always there. There's no use looking at it, which most of us do when we get this idea of awareness, we try and look for awareness, we try and find out what this awareness is. So we've got a concept of what we believe it to be. But the thing with using wakefulness as that term, what do you have to do to be awake? You recognise that you're just not asleep. So you don't have to search for it then, do you? You don't have to do anything for it. If you're not asleep, it's obvious that you must be awake. And just leave that as it is. It doesn't be, have to be altered, modified, or corrected in any way, or sought for. It's there in the activities of the day, or night, or whatever, go on in that. And so is that why you think people miss it all the time, because of that simplicity? It's just the wakefulness, it's, and yet they're It's looking... always obvious and evident, and evident, not noticed. That's why... The Sargadatta and most of the ancient texts will say our problem is ignorance. Not that we're stupid, but we ignore that. We ignore that essence that we are and focus into the content of it, the activities that are going on in it. And try and constantly selecting some of the activities, this part is me and the other part is not me. Well, I don't want this that's appearing on this. Yeah. 
nothing to know. What do you mean by this? I know you've kind of talked about it anyway, but... Yeah. Well, basically, that wakefulness or awareness is suffused with knowing, what I call intelligence or knowing, or cognising. They're terms they use for it. So, the knowing is just as it is, one essence, one knowing. But when it's divided, into a knower, I know, and the known, we've divided it by concepts. How we're dividing it is only with concepts and as concepts. I know this, a concept, I know that, a concept. And the fact that I know is the concept you have about yourself at that time. It's all basically taking place in knowing. So none of that I know this or I know that can even appear without that knowing, which That's is right. what I am. Yes. You don't have to be a rose cuddle to work that out, do you? No. Yeah. So that's obviously why the answer can't be found in the mind, then. Well, the very thing, this thing we call mind, which is nothing but thought, really, it's a vibration of energy, or what I call a vibration of energy anyway, and it's constantly vibrating into the opposites. And the opposites, it's vibrating into all concepts, all words, which have all been learned. Naturally, we have no words. Every word we've got has all been learnt or taught. We've learnt it from our parents and acquired it. And put these words on it, which are labels, we put on it. And the labels are always dividing into the pairs of opposites. Good, bad, pleasant, painful, past, future, happy, sad. So that's the seeming division or separation in the vibration. That's all the vibrating energy how it vibrates into these different labels and well it doesn't even vibrate into the labels if we take the labels off then where does it stop so like we think that the thoughts that appear in the mind or even labels and things are true we we actually just assume that that is the truth because we've labeled something we know what it is you know you say it's really easy i want you to explain that point a bit more because we do think that naming something is knowing something and that naming it means that's what it is. Can you say a bit more about that? Well, have a look at it. Naming it means that's what it is. But is the word the thing? It's the word water, can you drink the word? You know, you know, you know something as water. It's got liquid and it's clear and fluid. But the word water, is that it? That's what we call water, but it's not it. Will you ever be able to drink the word water? word fire, any word like that, the label is not the thing. That's just a way we've learnt of describing it so we can communicate it and everybody understands that word because they've all acquired it the same way as we have and this is quite some other language or something. Still talking about the same thing. And what is water after all? It's probably broken down into gases, hydrogen, oxygen, into pure essence also. So 
So the word can't be, the label can't be what it is really. So really there's nothing, there's nothing really, there's just awareness, there's no separation. And in labelling things we... Yeah. It all appears, like there's no doubt about it, the patterns appear. But patterns are and can be broken down to that same energy. And there's only whirling at such a terrific speed, forms and shapes into a seeming pattern. But it's really, if you look into it closely, it's none of it's substantial or solid, concrete. It's like the swirling gases will form well enough, they apparently form a galaxy of stars and all the rest of it. So can you explain how belief in the entity is nothing more than mind? Because um, a lot of people don't realise that. You always say that, you know, you're not the mind. But entity and mind are the same thing, aren't they? Exactly. Exactly. Entities are believed in conceptual image we have about ourselves. When we learn, or a little child acquires the thought I, what can you do with I? It's just another word, it's a single letter really. What can you do it? So we add to that I thought events, experience and things that happen to us and any condition we take on board and we, we label and build a mental picture about ourselves. Like I'm Bob, I'm Stane, good fellow, got low self-esteem, high self-esteem. That's all mental stuff that has been added onto that I thought. So now when they're talking about Bob, I or me, that's what I believe I am, this conceptualised or mind-made entity that seemingly now has a bit of substance more than the I thought. So that's what the entity is, a made-up, fictional image, made-up of concepts that I have about myself. But am I really that? You're awake right now, aren't you? And uh, I'll ask you who you are. Now, I'll say to you, are you awake? What would you say? Wouldn't you say, yes, I am. I am awake. Well, you've just given me your true name. I am awake. I am that wakefulness. I am a ready. First and foremost, I am awake. Yeah. And but all of that stuff continues anyway. I mean, that's not even there's not even an entity that's doing that. So there's no, just that's how it's always happening and expressing and appearing. The whole of the universe, not only with so-called entities, but look how it's appearing and expressing out there, universally, cosmically, whatever you like to call it. Patterns are shaping and forming constantly. If we're not putting a label on them, what else is putting a label on? Without that label, what are they doing? <laughs> They're functioning, moving, playing around, doing whatever there's necessary to do. Are we any different from that? And we're not, because it's, as it's that same intelligence energy is moving, patterning, shaping, and forming all that stuff out there, bringing it right down to parts from the planets, down to the earth, and the things on the earth, the, the insects, the birds, the animals, the trees, the flowers, and everything like that. Well, the so-called humans are the same patterning. And look at it, how that's functioning before we've got any labels. It's breathing, beating heart, growing hair, and you feel, look at what's happening without a thought taking place. How much is happening without thought? And that's the capacity 
is in this human pattern is that capacity of reasoning, which is a wonderful capacity. And reasoning is a very useful thing, but it's not when it tells us we're just miserable human beings, but the limitations on us. Being a vibration, it must vibrate, you know, into the creative and useful aspect, but it must vibrate into its opposite, the negative, destructive aspect, and that's what we do. That's why there's much, so much psychological problems in human beings, where it mightn't be the animal or insect world to the extent it is with us. They're not concerned the way we hold ourselves and going insane and running off our heads and all the rest of it, but gosh, we put these, you know, and the more advanced we seem to become with the inventions and creativity, like so, the more, the more destructive we become, we become with the negative part of it. Why, the matter is the most silly we become. Because it vibrates into the opposite. And it only vibrate, can vibrate into that opposite when there's a belief that there's an entity, something for it to vibrate into. So it vibrates, you know, has this pattern we have about ourselves, and it becomes, we're not only out of not doing I'm Bob, I'm Australian, and all this now, you know. I'm miserable, I'm fearful, I'm anxious. I don't see what I am. Yeah. And all these concepts we get about it, and builds up all sorts of anxiety and fears and all these things in us because of that belief that there is an entity there. But what happens if there wasn't an entity there? Relief. Yeah. Nowhere for it to lodge. And that's why they say it's just as it is. As it is means it's unaltered, unmodified, uncorrected. And when I say wakefulness, being wakeful, you, know, you don't have to do anything to get there. You realise you're not asleep, you must be awake. Now just, what do you do with that? Just leave it as it is. 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 No watching it though. I mean, if you've already seen it, that's all it is. Yeah, but what, who's what, watching? Yeah, yeah, what can watch? Remember, it's self-shining, self-knowing, yeah. self-aware. In other words, self-wake. It's self-organized. Yeah. It's self-thinking. Yeah. It's self-everything. Because that's where all the thinking comes from, and all the activity comes from that. So it's it's a pure intelligence energy, the knowingness, like the sun is self-shining, and it's not only self-knowing, it's always presence too, because it's always this immediacy. Can you separate presence from an awareness? No. It's not a past awareness or a future awareness, it's a presence awareness. So, Time is a concept also, so they, they can't be separated, the concept of time. But it's amazing how how the memories, I mean, obviously they're not as engaging as they used to be, but 
the memories can seem so real, like they really did happen. Yes, of course they happened, but when? It was always now. You see, time can only be split up from a reference point. Now you've got a reference, say so you've got a circle, and you know, a dot in the centre. You know? So you can measure to the circumference of radius from that circle from there. But what if the dot widens out and becomes the circle itself? Now what can be measured then? So it's all in that circle, in the immediacy of that circle, isn't it? Yeah. So it's only when we're measuring from a reference point that we say that it, was, it happened then or it happened tomorrow. What's obvious is that every thought is always just here right now. Always. It can't be any anywhere else. And yet, and even that thought of the past will appear right here, right now. Exactly, yeah. And what I am is that that knowing that's there all the time, not the contents of the knowing, but still sometimes the memory of that, the angst of that, resurfaces. But the angst resurfaces, but what... What is it? Is it, you know? Do you know that you are you the angst? No. The angst just resurfaces, and you believe that there is an entity witnessing or aware of it, something separate from it. It's going to be a problem. But if you're seeing true that you are that which it appears in, yeah. does it matter if it resurfaces? No. Because it's just you realise it's just an expression, another expression of that. And that you know, you can love that too, just as a part of another pattern of the expression of it. You know, another way it's expressing. I know. But it seems like I have to remind myself that hey, I've already seen this, and surely there doesn't have to be reminding if you've seen it. Why not? For a while, there might be reminding, because you know, all these habit patterns we've taken on board. Didn't you constantly remind yourself every day? Though I'm already, I've got to go to work, I've got to do this, and this is happening to me, and all the rest of it. Not once throughout the day, but constantly throughout the day. Now, when you see this once, you think you're going to forget all all that past repetition that you've acquired and hung on to. It seemed, it's seemingly habitual. But in the recognition of knowing, you know, keep seeing as often as possible that there's nothing there to, to fixate on. And... You know, it loses its hold, and then the losing of its hold is not long before it dies down. And then all the patterning happens, but it's not happening to anyone, so there isn't a suffering. And the realisation that there's no entity there, and the realisation that there's no entity there now, it never could have been there. It was always an erroneous belief. Where's your stance taken then? Can you take a stance from the point of view of an entity anymore? No. You must take the stance from what you are, the natural functioning, natural intelligence entity itself. Yeah. And just as easily and consistently and solidly you believed in being an entity, it's the same way now. There's no way in the world you can go back to being an entity when you never were one in the first place, and now it's seen and understood. So it can be no longer be believed in that there is an entity there. And people say it came back, but how could something that was never there come back if it's seen? It's really seen that there was 
you know, but it was a fiction in the first place. Never had any substance or any independent nature itself. And never could have been anything other than that cognizing emptiness and knowing that you are. Could something that was never there come back if it's seen? It's really seen that there was, you know, that it was a fiction in the first place. Never had any substance or any independent nature itself. And never could have been anything other than that cognizing emptiness and knowing that you are expressing and patterning just as it is out there right now in the universe. There's trees, stars, galaxies, the whole lot, you know, still expressing and patterning and appearing as them. But what is it in essence? It's still all contained in space. It's still all that space-like awareness in which they're appearing in. Yeah, and so I've noticed too that when you're resisting what's arising, there's this engagement there of an entity stopping what is occurring and you're not sitting back in the knowing. So that resistance, do you want to say something about that? Well, resistance... In seeing what is, when it's unaltered, unmodified, uncorrected, no acceptance, no rejection, no attraction, no repulsion, just as it is. Everything is seen as it is, so what's going to happen? The vibrating opposites are still going to appear. So if resistance comes up, what happens? It's left as it is. Nothing needs to be done to it. So it's left unaltered, unmodified, uncorrected, not accepted, rejected, attached to, or detached from. So what's going to happen to it? Falls away. That's the same as what happens in nature. It's just left as it is. It's going to play itself out. And something else comes up, and I like it. Or even the thought, I shouldn't resist this, if that comes up. Instead of trying again to do something with it, what's going to happen? It's left as it is, unaltered, unmodified. Uncorrected, not accepted, rejected, attached to or detached from. Is that going to stay there? When there's no stance taken in it, the next thought or the next idea or whatever, things constantly come up, left as is, and just as in nature, they move on. In nature, the pairs of opposites are not in opposition to one another. With us, with the belief in that entity, which was the cause of all our problems, we refer them to this entity, this me of past events and experience. I don't like it, and if you don't like it, what do you want to do? Change it. You want to change it. So you're resisting it. You're trying to change it. And any resistance is conflict. 
in conflict, you're in disease. You know, you're not at ease, uneasy, disease. If something good comes along, what do we want? We want to hang on to it. And because it's constantly moving anyway, it's going to move away. The good things don't stay either. So what happens? We're resisted from going. We've got to keep this here at any cost. So there's a constant resistance with us because of this believed in separate entity. And with that comes all the psychological suffering, pain and drama. But without that reference point, everything is just as it is. You are the flow itself, which you are anyway. It's not that we're going to, you know, things are going to fall away and things are going to be different. But a lot won't come nigh you, even if it's not believed in anyway. The energy of belief doesn't go into it. You know? And the rest is just an expression. It's, seen, it's all seen as an expression of it anyway. So you haven't moved away from knowing it as it is. Everything is an expression of that intelligence, energy or awareness. That's how it's, the play is going on. energy or awareness, that's how it's, the play is going on. So it is that in essence. It still hasn't separated, still non-duality, but we've taken the appearance as something separate. So instead of seeing the appearance as the reality also, we take the appearance to be something separate and you know, it's appearing. Can you explain the difference between an experience and the experiencing that I am, or the, the knowing that I am. Because people often have experiences and they go, oh, I want that again. You know, it's like a, you know, out-of-body experience or, you know, seeing something a different way or... Well, what's happening now? There's experience. You're experiencing what is at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. But when, somebody, when you say, I experience this, what have you done? You've created a subject. And You've created a subject, an experiencer. And I, whatever you experience, the this or that you experience is a conceptual image or an idea when you're trying to explain it. And you try to experience it and ex the experience. But what have you done? You've separated the experiencing, seemingly, in your mind and conceptually, into a subject and object. What is naturally non-dual has become duality. And so people chasing after past experiences, you want to say something about that? Because that's a common pattern in this trying to see something. You know, well, I saw it yesterday and I can't see it today, that kind of stuff. Yeah, 
Well, again, trying to chase after past experience. When this has been split up into my experience, what is it? The subject again. You've created, you know, a pseudo situation. My experience. But what was it? It was experiencing and still is experience. It's ever, ever is experience. So we're trying to create my experience again, something that is now dead, finished with, done with. And the only experiencing is me telling you about the experience. So I'm actually experiencing telling you about yeah. the experience yeah. right here, still, right now. It's still experiencing. Yeah. That hasn't ceased. Just the same as the seeing, the hearing, all the same before they split up into the seer and the hearer. The, Hearer and the seer and the seen, the hearer and the heard, the thinker and the thought. Thinking is happening too. Before it's split up into the thinker and the thought. When it's split up into the thinker and the thought, it's a problem. Nothing wrong with thinking. Okay, Bob, you say that I'm already that. That all that needs to be done is to see the falseness of beliefs. How can I see the falseness of beliefs? Well, just have a look. Are you this body? I could be. Would you? But you know, is there a, can you find a centre or a spot in that body anywhere that you can say, this is what I am? No, because when I look back or, or even just pause the thought and consider whether I'm the body and where that part of me is located, there's absolutely no location. There's just openness. Just openness. And what's the body made up of, really? Made up of elements, really, isn't it? Earth, fire, water, just the same as the elements around you. And those elements can be broken down to subatomic particles. There's only all those elements are seemingly formed into a pattern. It's made up of millions and myriads of cells. Each cell is suffused with an innate intelligence also. Some form is liver cells, some is heart cells, some is kidney cells. But you know, if there was an entity there, a separate entity, and every, all that body, is, that's as transient as the rest of the manifestation, it's constantly changing. So if that's what you were, you know, why don't you disappear every so often, every time the, the body changes? But you don't, there's something there that's ever constant, that's seen, that you're aware or know that that body has changed, haven't you? Yes. That little child, there's a knowing there that that body has changed. It's changed. So you can't possibly be that body. But are you the thing we call mind? Can you find, you know, mind is nothing but thought, really. Which particular thought are you? The most primary thought they say, or the most prevalent thought is that I thought. But that I thought is not constantly with you. If you were a thought, and that thought disappeared, wouldn't you disappear with the thought? <laughs> if I were the thought, yeah. yes. But you're not disappearing, there's still that knowingness there. So how can you be this body? Mind. And there's something that is, well not something, but there's a wakefulness or an awareness that these thoughts are constantly appearing and disappearing on. And that awareness or wakefulness, you know, has that changed? Because it's intangible, it's ineffable. It's something that has no substance or any independent notice. It's something that can't be grasped. 
but it's the ever constant. Mm. It's never ever changed. Indescribable. But there's a knowing, a cognizing of it, a knowing that can't be negated. Yeah, nobody can say, I am not aware. No. And of course that I thought comes up, and that's seemingly closely aligned to it, and that's seeming close to it. We believe that we are that me, that I thought, that's being translated. Like the piece of iron in the fire has taken on the qualities of the fire. It's got red, it's got hot. And pick it up, it can burn like fire. The mind seemingly, that's the mental image we've got about ourselves, physical mental image seemingly doing these things of itself. And we say, this is what I am, I can choose, I can have will, I can do all these things. But take that piece of iron out of the fire, it can't do any of those things. Take this life essence, or this wakefulness or awareness out of the body, see how many things it can do. If it's not animated by that life essence. And it falls apart and falls back into the, into the emptiness itself, you know. Yeah. Well, nothing's lost, you know. What do you mean nothing's well, lost? Well, nothing is lost, the pattern breaks down. Oh, yeah. There's nothing was born, nothing can, can die. It's still the same intelligence energy. Nothing can be added to it, nothing can be taken away from it. Timeless is spaceless, bodiless and mindless. Beyond when, where, how, birth and death, all of that. They are all contained in it. Anything we can conceptualise, name, shape or form is all contained within that essence that you are. to part one of an interview with Bob Adamson, sometimes known as Sailor Bob. Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia. It is a free podcast on the subject of non-duality.